Welcome to Appearance Matters, the podcast, the appearance psychology podcast brought to you by the Centre for Appearance Research, a world-leading research centre based at the University of the West of England in Bristol, investigating everything related to the psychology of how we look. I'm Bruna. And I'm Abby. And on this episode, we're talking about the Accord Project. Bruna, you worked on this project for quite a long time, it felt Mm -hmm. like. (laughs) So can you tell us what the acronym means? Yeah, so ACCORD stands for Adults with Craniosynostosis, Creating Online Resources to Reduce Distress. We love an acronym in academia. We do. We have a bunch. And yeah, over my time on this project, I've kind of mastered saying it and explaining what it means. (laughs) The acronym, I think, does do a good job of describing the project, which is exactly that. It's about producing psychosocial support resources for adults with a condition that we call craniosynostosis. For any listeners who might be less familiar with craniofacial conditions, craniosynostosis occurs due to the premature fusion of skull sutures. Cases can vary. For example, some are syndromic and others aren't. Right. And we have another episode of Appearance Matters, which specifically focuses on the experience of parents of children with craniosynostosis. So I'll be sure to link that in the description for you to check out if you're interested. I'd also like to point out that in the UK, we have Headlines Craniofacial Support, who's a leading national charity supporting anyone affected by craniosynostosis. And they're also longtime friends to CAR. Um, Do check out their website if you're interested, as there's lots of useful info on there. And again, I'll have that linked for our listeners. Great. So I know that the Accord project was a collaboration between Car and Headlines. Mm-hmm. And it was also extra special because co-production was a core element of this project. Co-production is, in this context might be understood as working with relevant community stakeholders. We've got some people joining us on the podcast today. That's right. So we have Karen, Sally, Laura, Louise and Will joining us today. We do. And let's hear what they have to tell us. So welcome Karen Wilkinson-Bell. Karen is Director of Headlines Craniofacial Support and Karen isn't a stranger to the podcast. You've joined us before as a guest, haven't you Karen? I have indeed and it's good to be back. Yeah, great to have you back. Um, You're here to talk about the Accord Project today. So just to give our listeners a bit of background, I wonder if you can tell us how Accord came about. Yes, thanks Bruna. I mean, The genesis for this project goes right back to 2017 and and to an exercise that Headlines undertook with the National Institute for Health Research. And that was about trying to identify and prioritise the unanswered research questions for for those living with craniosynostosis. And we went through a fairly lengthy process of of really trying to whittle it down to a, a series of key questions. And of the 10 top 10 questions from from those who were involved in headlines at number 1 was were questions around the long term effects on on people for all forms of, of, of craniosynostosis. And along with that, specifically, number 10 was around about adults and, and the, their experiences of uh, living and growing up with craniosynostosis. That was that was the starting point, really. But if, uh, the following year, um, the Centre for Appearance Research approached us with a proposal to conduct a small scale study, specifically looking at those two key questions and, you know, around the, the long term impacts of, of craniosynostosis. We were successful in securing uh, funding from the VTCT Foundation to try and you know address those questions. 
Now, that study published its findings the following year. That's 2019. And really what that did was confirm a number of key things. Um, I, I, there's a whole sort of list of, 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 of findings. But essentially what it said was that adults growing up with craniosynostosis face a whole range of challenges. So once that study had concluded, we resolved with Nicola and the team at CAR to, to do something about it, to start doing something about it. And that's really how Accord was born. So CARP then put together a further proposal that drew on those research findings. And, and the aim of that uh, of the project was was to produce some resources, new resources specifically for adults. Um, what was novel, I think, about that proposal, and it was the very first time we you know, had looked at things in this way, was that it wasn't about headlines or CAR producing those resources but about co-creating resources with the adults themselves. In other words, it wasn't about doing stuff for adults, because that's very easy, but doing stuff with adults with craniosynostosis so that they really became agents of change themselves. And that's really where, where the starting point for this project was. Thanks for that really great introduction, Karen, for the project and how it came about and how, you know, it's been a few years in the making, hasn't it? And what you said from the initial survey that was carried out, the support that was available for adults was an area that needed further work. Yeah. And it's great that Headlines and, and CAR as well kind of decided to continue with that. That collaborative element of the project and the fact that it's been so driven by a group of adult representatives, as you say, makes this project novel. So I wonder if you can just share any more about that and your thoughts on how that strengthened this project. Um, I, I think I think that's a really important point, Bruna, because as I said before, it's very easy to do stuff and produce stuff, leaflets, magazines, whatever. But actually involving the people who are who, whose needs have been unmet and saying, hey, you know, what how, how should we be doing this? What do you want? But also getting them to think creatively about how um, they uh you know, they view some of these issues and and taking them on a journey um, along the way. And I think that's what's been really important about the project. And every single person who's been involved, and you'll hear from later on, feels very much that they own what's been produced. And that's really important. It's their it's their stories. It's their um, solutions. I think even though they've had the facilitation of CAR and the support of headlines, it's very much their project. And I think that's a really important thing. Can you tell us then what is included in the Accord resource and what it, you know, what ultimately was produced? Sure. I mean, that's really at the centre of, of the of the resources are, are a series of videos, um, each of them very short, but but themed around the issues that were identified by the research as being really important. So that was a sort of pro, uh, out. It, it's not just out of out of nowhere. It's actually built on on the initial research that the team at CAR um, undertook. So alongside the five videos, we've also produced a um, I'll call it a booklet, but it's actually online and it's sort of interactive in that you can download which the bits that that you think are important to you. But it's a booklet that brings all of that material together in a written format and provides advice, guidance and sort of really summarises the 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 outcome of, of, of the work that's been done. I think the video element of the of the resource is really important because many of the people who uh, have been involved and they're not just the people that are appearing on film but also those who've been involved in the project that have contributed to other to other aspects of it and the discussions and so on that led up to them many of them have, have um, said 
on several occasions, this was the first opportunity they ever had to meet people who were like themselves, who had the conditions that they had. So being able to see somebody else who has a condition like yours when it's as rare as it is, and some of these conditions are incredibly rare, I think is really, really important. Um, and I think the videos do that really well so that you can go and actually see somebody who maybe looks like you, certainly talks perhaps about the same kind of issues and I think that's far more powerful than seeing it just in print. Agreed and it just means that the resource as a whole becomes so much more accessible for people who you know might enjoy learning things other than just through that usual text format that we all receive. Sure and I think accessibility is important I mean there's more work we can do in terms of making it taking it out to um, other communities who perhaps uh, you know, I mean, it's all written in in uh, in English and, and and spoken in English, but clearly, you know, it's much easier to be able to do that with visual resources than it is just with the written word. Interestingly, we've, you know, it was in terms of representation. I think we've got a good range. It's very hard with these projects to get a really diverse cross section of individuals involved. But I think one of the strengths of this project was that there were a number of individuals who may not have appeared on screen or, to, or spoken to camera uh, but from different communities and we've got a couple of case studies both online and in the booklet um, that, that perhaps aren't um, you know there's one of a sibling uh, a sister of somebody who's involved um, and also somebody else from um, a mu the Muslim community who wanted to talk about their story and their different journey I think that was another important aspect of, of trying to make it you know uh, accessible to a an audience that, that's quite diverse definitely and again taking it back to that kind of key um value of the accord project of just making the resource somewhere that hopefully a range of people can feel seen and heard and that they connect to yeah very important well thanks so much karen for joining us on the podcast and sharing how accord came about and all the amazing work that's been done as part of the project is there anything you'd like to say today before we wrap up? Just want to really say a huge thank you, Bruna, to everybody that's been involved in this project, because it really has been a collaborative effort. And, and as well as our wonderful team at CAR, who've been a sort of extension of the Headlines family as we've taken this work forward. We've also had the, the privilege of working alongside uh, Fine Rolling Media, who are a, an award winning uh, independent film company from South Wales. They've been absolutely marvellous at, at really you know, creating something as, as as special as this. And then finally, of course, our, our um, contributors. We've had a, a group from Headlines of adults who really have stepped up to, you know, to create this. And it's the, their, it's their project. It's their, in a way, it's their um, accolade, really, that, that we should all celebrate. And I just want to thank every, each and every one of them for, for giving so generously of their, not only their time, but their, you know, their, their stories, their, um, and investing so much of their energy into creating something that really is going to be quite special and, and, and we think uh, really important in terms of trying to move this agenda forward. So thank you to all of them. Hi, I'm Will. Hi there, I'm Louise. Hi, I'm Laura. Hi, I'm Sally. Amazing to have you all today. As I said, it's really, really exciting because you guys worked with us directly on the Accord project. I'd love to hear about your motivations for being involved in Accord. I think I think um, the Accord project, it was really good. It motivated me to um, share my story and my experiences living with chronic synesthesis uh, for families and other young people and adults, just to give them some sort of awareness and insight into my life. I think that's the same with me as well. It's just, you know, 
just, um, I think when I heard about it, I was just like, oh, this is a, this is a really cool idea. Um, especially as like, there was a film project, like, yeah, I've got to go and board of that. Um, yeah. So, you're, you're studying to film, what's the title of your course for? Film production. Or, right. sorry, full, full title, BA Film Production. Ah, uh, of course, BA Film Production. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So for you, it must have felt extra kind of, Pertinent, given that we there was kind of that film aspect to the project too. There's definitely like an upside to it, and also I just wanted to share my story. I was got my comfort zone. It's like you know, you know what? I'm I'm I feel like talking about my conditions to other people, spread that awareness. And that's also it's important to like we said, it spread awareness, and also to educate the members of the public yeah. as well who might not have heard about the mm-hmm. ACOR project or clinician associates so they can learn about the different conditions and syndromes and things and so we're just like normal human beings <laughs> at the end yeah. of the day um, and we want to live like a normal person and just because we look different doesn't matter what we look like we want mm-hmm. to be treated normally um, to get employ- employment and just live the life as we want as everyone else does. And I suppose especially for me as an older adult, building resources for older adults and putting my story out there as well. And just to extend on that then, our last kind of being at the end of the project now, what was the highlight of the project for each of you? Maybe top highlight from each of you? Mm. I think getting to know other members with similar sort of conditions and our different ages as well and mm. listening to their experiences and their life stories as well yeah. um not mm-hmm. so we can connect by yeah. through that and so it's really inspiring to hear like Will's story Nami's story Sally's story being in you know different age brackets as well so mm-hmm. Definitely, I'd say the same, listening to everybody's story and different experiences as well. It's mm. it's uh, It's been great, yeah, to join together and to join together with Car as well and to hear some of the yeah. other research you're doing. And... Seeing it all on the, all on the big screen and uh, in Oxford, yeah. Was, uh, yeah, that was brilliant. I think one of the main highlights for me was that I got the chance to be a part of a great team and to help make some videos for those who face the challenges that I have faced or maybe face similar challenges. It's also to spread awareness, um, to help make something useful for perhaps some healthcare professionals or to other families or other parents. But I think top um, highlight for me would be to work with a professional film crew uh, who were just so patient, so gentle, so kind to us all. Yeah, it's just been amazing. And spend the day in London, just wandering around, not really worried, worrying too much about what's going on around you. Mm. Just taking it as a normal day out was just really lovely. It was a bit daunting at first, um, yeah. you know, not being filmed before, but it was just once you got sort of settled and into it and relaxed, it was amazing. Mm. And it's just great that we've become, we've all become great friends and stayed great friends ever since. So, yeah. I mean, that that's similar to, like, when, like, they came to my, came to my workplace and it was just like, oh, my word. Um, 
you know, all this film career, I, did, and I think the person next to me was like, wasn't sure what was going on. But I think after a while, it, you know, really, really good experience. And I mean, all, all credit to Brian Rolling Media. They did a brilliant job with those films. Amazing. Yeah, no, definitely. They did. Big shout out to the Brian Rolling Media crew. Um, they, you know, the, the types of videos that we were making in this project, they're videos and they're great at making videos, but I think it takes an extra level of sensitivity for these topics that we're talking about. And they definitely showed that, I think. Yeah, because I think you all invested so much in our stories. I mean, it, it was clear that you, you know, to, taken the time to, to really think about our stories and what we've been through to convey them accurately. And for me, it was so moving. I think one of the problems of having a, a rare condition, I have Cruzon syndrome, is that there are so many levels to the mystery of it and it can feel very isolating. I grew up feeling really alone because I had my surgeries in the 60s and 70s and early 80s and things didn't exist in those days. So um, feeling like no one else had been here before. So it was like living in a silent world, really, um, being on the edge of everything. Um, through the project and through headlines, I discovered connection. And like we've said, you know, just sharing our stories. And even though our journeys are very different, we, we have a, something common, a really common thread and experience. So it's, yeah, it's meant a lot. So I hope that these videos will reach the wider community and maybe thinking healthcare professionals, other maybe GP units, um, other people who may not know or have heard about craniosynostosis, them getting to know about us and the things that we have to face on a regular basis and our challenges that we have to face. Yeah, I, I think it's a video I, I think is quite accessible, especially these days, I think everything's like video you know social media youtube when you have something like this and you know on top of like the headlines thing that can really like make it more accessible and more people can reach it and having a video is really eye-catching as well and and i think in in promoting awareness to health professionals and education settings as well i think it helps to see the real person instead of just reading a paper about us mm. you know it's mm. just we are here we're real and yeah. these are our stories and our experiences and they matter but i do want to ask what do you think is left to do in terms of improving the support and care for adults with craniosynostosis yeah so the accord project has been a wonderful start in opening up resources for adults and getting our voices heard on what we need and and our experiences. Uh, however, as the doors open, there is much that needs to be continued. We need to expand and develop resources and research. And it's great that we now have a set of information and self-help resources and um, videos to promote awareness as well. But the resources and training is needed for GPs and other healthcare professionals and in the educational sector as well for people of all developmental stages, including adults of all ages. And, you know, I fly the flag for the older adult. <laughs> um, um, there appears to be, you know, big gaps in, in research and support for adults, especially those 40 plus. 
Um, and as highlighted in the project, there is also a need for to train specific employment support services so that people with craniosynostosis have the best chance of possible for successful employment and career progression. So we can't let such a, a valuable and empowering project end here, I don't think. Uh, we must carry this forward to give voice and effect change and increase awareness and you know, resources for, for everyone, really. Yeah. I think that just sums it up perfectly, really. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful, yeah. well done. Yeah. It's like we said, you've all become pros at public speaking after uh, after your filming. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, before before we close and I let you enjoy your evening, um, is there anything else you wanted to add and let our listeners know about? Just thank you all for taking your time and listening to our Appearance Matters podcast, and I hope you get some insight into our stories and experiences, mm -hmm. and hope you watch the film April the Film yeah. Project. Yeah, yeah, spread the word. Yeah, share the yeah. stories. Yeah, it's been such an amazing project to be a part of. Um, it's a shame it's ending so soon. Really, this isn't the end, really. For it, oh, right, it's the end for the Accord project, but hopefully, it's not the end of raising awareness. It's not the end of sharing our stories, and it's not the end of you know getting the word spread out there, really. I really hope you found that discussion interesting. The Accord resource will be linked in show notes as with other relevant information such as the headlines website. I'll say as well that we're currently evaluating the Accord resource. So if you're an individual impacted by craniosynostosis or a health professional working in the craniofacial field, please consider completing our short online survey, which again will be linked as well. Brilliant. And thank you so much to all of our guests for joining us to discuss this project. So thank you, Karen, Sally, Laura, Louise and Will. And thank you, as always, for listening to Appearance Matters, the podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please remember to share, subscribe, rate and review. It helps others find the podcast and it gives us a little boost. It really does. And remember, you can keep up to date with our centre's work on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And you can find all those links in the bio. Until next time. Bye. bye.